This is the 80s Montage. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's right. How have you? How's your week been so far, babe? Pretty good. That's a, Yeah, pretty good. Pretty here and there. Very, very busy. I'm an essential worker, so I'm essentially oh, working my fucking yeah. ass off. Yeah. And, and so are you. Yes, that's right. You've had a oh. huge week. I know. I was thinking about that last night. Fucking huge. We just wrapped up Wentworth, so I had a couple of nights on that, and and it was just crazy. So this is going to come out a little bit later this week. We do apologise, but we're essential workers. I've never been so busy. ISO's just busy. It's nuts. And I think I think um, as an essential worker, you may cop a little bit of um, weird energy from people who are out of work. It's like, oh, why do they yes. get to work and fucking... Life's normal and everything. And look, sorry, exactly. guys, I have every sympathy if you, you know, you're out of work and, or you know, your workload's reduced. But trust me, we're working two, three times the workload what we <laughs> were before, and for the same price. So really, that's we're, it, baby. We're not really at any advantage. I'm, I'm sort of working, um, working twenty-five eight. You with me? That's yeah, like twenty four seven, but more, terrible. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time, Sammy. Where I, I believe we're we're here in Victoria. We're about to have our restrictions lifted a little bit in terms of the curfew and so forth. Mm. Um, but our stats aren't looking amazing. No. So it'll be a little while longer until we can sort of get to the gym and get to the cinema and, you know, oh. all those normal things. So I certainly know. a while longer till we get to take our stupid masks off. And I'm fucking golden in a couple of weeks and I won't be able to do anything. Be oh, shit out. Yes, you are. Mm. But you'll still be golden when we are allowed golden to do something. So and older. You know what That's I mean? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you were adopted, you wouldn't know when you were born. I so don't know when I was born. Gonna, pretend you're adopted. <laughs> so tonight we're doing uh, the, our biggest episode ever has been episode 26, Under the Covers. Uh, hits you never knew that were covers. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing the cover songs, yeah. <laughs> I seriously thought we were doing cover band songs like we did a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, but that's okay. You'll think of stuff anyway. Um, we're doing cover. The, the the biggest one we've had is episode twenty six, which was months ago, and it's still five hundred downloads bigger than our first episode. It's huge. Holy shit. So I thought we'd do something and we're just using it as a reference of discussion anyway. Yep. It doesn't have to be all about that but we just thought we'd touch on it. So um, and we're also going to have a look at who won our Kim Wilde Pat Benatar's uh, voting. That's finished so we've, yeah. we'll find out who won at the end. And we've got our first commercial COVID plug this week as well at the end of the show for a very special uh, business. Yes. All right. So I have thought of some covers and it's funny because I was looking at a cover, uh, it was I Want Candy by Bow Wow Wow and that was obviously a cover when that came out in the 80s, which people don't know. 
Uh, it was done by a band called The Strange Loves in 1965. But then I started thinking, hang on a minute, Annabella had an album with a cover song on it and I had that album and it was one of my favourite albums and it was the song we played at the start of the show called Fever. She released Fever. Ah, uh, yes. And I thought not many people that are like of 30 or 35 that listen to this show would know that version or wouldn't even know the song. So Fever, I only think I knew around 86 because I was studying a little bit of jazz singing. So Peggy oh, yeah. Lee was... You've got a great uh, jazz yeah, voice. No, I don't, babe. I can't sing jazz. I think shit. so. Yeah. No, you got to have the right. You got to have a, the right swing, and the right. Um, it's a totally different um, phonetic. Like it's, it's like blues, but yep, even harder. I reckon. Yeah. 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 So, Annabella has been around since Bow Wow Wow, and then she went solo. Did you hear? Fever before tonight's show, had you heard that? Oh, fuck yeah, I know the old version. And I remember Madonna covered it as well, I think, in the in the 90s, yeah? Yes. It was the 90s. Dick Tracy, was it, or not? No, it was a little bit later. I think, you know, she, she probably kind of explored it around that Dick Tracy area. She was really... Um, that, was a, that was a bit of a direction for Madonna when she started doing sort of... Like old world Hollywood glamour kind of thing. It's not something that she had done previously. No, it wasn't. Uh, and I wonder if, I wonder if that had a, would have, that direction would have happened for her if she had have been cast for Dick Tracy. You know, she wasn't known for that kind of old world, old world Hollywood glamour Madonna before that. Well, the only thing she did do was the. Um, uh, Bloody Material Girl where she went Marilyn Monroe. So she did sort of have a little bit of a taste of it with the Marilyn Monroe thing in the 80s. But she went hardcore around Dick Tracy. Yeah, with the curly hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. stuff, yeah. So. Yeah. And it was huge when she did that Marilyn Monroe video. Like everyone loved that. Uh, That whole rip off of that video. I think it was Gentleman or, or... Gentlemen's what's the fucking Marilyn Monroe? Girl, diamonds are a girl's best friend, or diamonds are a girl's a, best friend. Yeah, was that the video for that? Was that what it was taken off? Uh yeah, it was from the movie was uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, yes. and the song was yeah, Diamonds Are a Girl's yeah. Best Friend. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Yes. But you know, you've actually mentioned Madonna, which is fantastic because the other cover song I wanted to look at. Today was Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And how many fucking versions of the song have been done in the 80s? It was a huge song. Yeah, yeah. It was done by about seven artists about three years apart. So 1984 Madonna put it out on the Like a Virgin album. Did you get that? You obviously got that album with me, yeah? I've got that vinyl, yes. It's fantastic. And Love Don't Live Here Anymore, I only knew, I sort of vaguely knew that was a cover song. But I think Madonna's version is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. She did well with that. Yeah, she sang really well because it was the first time we'd really heard her sing a banging ballad, you know, where she screamed and got up there a bit. Yeah, Because we were so used to her having her a bit sugary all the time. So the version I want to play today, it was um, obviously done by Rose Royce, which was a funk Mm -hmm. band and they released it in 1978, which was a fucking great song. Like it's a great song, but for so many artists to put it out within three years um, was unbelievable. Yep. And, of course, we had our very own I'm Talking uh, Kate Sobrano did a version of it, which was amazing. That's right. Uh, what album was that from? Sisters, do- what was? Remember, it had. Um, oh, I think Wendy. Ma- it was a film where Wendy Matthews and yeah, no, that and wasn't. Kate that, did, did yeah, like a couple of. That was 
an ABC TV show um, where she sang yeah. jazz. But wasn't that it wasn't for that? It was in nah. the soundtrack of that. No, 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 no. Years sure. before that. Absolutely. Years before that. All right. Um, Love Don't Live Through yeah. it was I'm Talking, Babe, not Kate Sobrano. So I'm Talking oh, yeah. was with Zan. Yeah. And they filmed it on top of a building in St Kilda uh, at night time and the band were, all had their instruments up there. That was a big thing in the 80s to do that. The night Do you know what building? You know, I don't. Uh. It was a nightline scene and I remember they all had their instruments. There was sax on there and they were dancing. They did it for Trust Me as well, I think, from memory. And I think it was the B-side to lead the way I'm talking. But it was huge for them. Huge. But so this this is how it went. It went... Madonna released it in 1984. So she was the first one to put it out. Modern mm-hmm. Talking also released it in 1984. And then I'm Bloody Talking. Bloody everyone's talking. Mate, there's so much. And then I'm Talking was 1986. Now, I always yeah. thought that Madonna and I'm Talking, the date was I'm really talk- close together. I'm Talking. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And um, Jimmy Nail. Do you remember Jimmy Nail? Yeah, with a big nose. Big nose. Sort of an actor. I think a pommy actor as well. He yes, fucking released yes. it. He had that song, I think, in the 90s that, I don't want nobody else. I love you. Yeah. Remember yes. that? Yes. I do. In a fantasy. Yeah, that that's right. But, uh. I didn't know he'd released anything before that and he had. He'd released, in 1986 he released Love Don't Live Here Anymore with Roger Taylor of Queen who did the synths and the drums. Right? So that's a bit out there. Yeah. So I thought we'd play the, I think we'll play the I'm Talking version of this. I think that's the better version and give people a little listen overseas Yeah, have a listen to this. So, I have my next one is you would know this song very well, uh, Sammy and guys out there. It's a it's quite sickly sweet. It's a big '80s ballad. Uh, it's and and it's a it's become a bit of a joke. I think <laughs> um, I talk, of course, of. That's what friends are for. It was a cover sung by Dion Warwick. Elton John, Gladys Knight and Stevie Wonder, released in 1985 with those guys. Now, not many people would know that this was a cover. I always thought, I, I, for some reason I've got it in my head that it's a, it's a Dionne Warwick song. Yeah. Like it's just her, but it's all those guys as well. But in fact, it was a cover and it was originally recorded in 82 by Rod Stewart. Ah, good old Roddy. I, for the life of me, I cannot remember Rod Stewart. Or perhaps if I have heard the Rod Stewart version, 
in my head I've gone, oh, gee, Dion Warwick sounds funny today because they both have sort of, you know, I guess smokers singing voices, you know? Yeah, they do. They do. Very midi. So, yeah, that song was originally in a film called Night Shift in in 82. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it all, it's always sort of, it irks me a little bit when within a matter of a couple of years it's been sort of re-recorded by somebody else. It's like, I don't know, write a new song or go much further back and, and interpret a song from years before, you know. Oh, but, I mean, this was a huge hit for them and I'm sure Rod Stewart wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have minded, you know. So... Um, I'm not sure if Rod wrote it or not, but, um, yeah, originally released by him in 82, so there you go. Amazing. Yeah, I found that with Love Don't Live Her Anymore, I was like, what's this universal fucking usage of this song? Did the record company have it out for cheap that week or something? I couldn't believe it. Um, and it is yeah. it is a bit weird. Yeah. It is a bit weird when people do that. And that is one of those songs where you, you have to be right on the note with it. If you're not right on the note with that song, it sounds fucking god awful. Yeah, it does. It does because it needs a it needs a good voice. You know, and musically it's not yeah. easy to hear where you're meant to be either. It's a little bit fucked musically, I think. That's right. Fucking crazy. Yep. Um but we all remember Dion Warwick. You know, and she we used to do it at the end. I saw Dion Warwick in um I saw her on the Gold Coast years ago, <laughs> and it was just the the most bogan thing I've ever been to. I lived on the Gold Coast for about three three years, I think. I loved it. Mm. I loved the Gold Coast. I, I, I used to live in Brisbane, and so I would uh, drive to the Gold Coast on the weekend to surf. And I eventually moved there at the end of that, like uh, when I finished uni, and just l- look. Life is great on the Gold Coast. Life is is um, is fantastic on the Gold Coast. Really beautiful quality of life. Um, I'm not sure what it's like now. It's probably very different now. But um, I did see Dion Warwick at uh, uh, I think it's Jupiter's Casino. Yeah, Jupiter's. And for a start, Jupiter's Casino is as 80s as you it can is. possibly imagine. Yep, it is too. And uh, she was in sort of like the showroom or, or whatever. And I took my mother-in-law at the time and I remember um, there were people sort of not heckling her but just kind of yelling out their support in re- a really inappropriate way. You know, like sort of at Palms at Crown where, where it's like a showroom more than a more than a sort of concert venue. You know what I mean? You know the difference? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's sort of like a sit down, if it's a sort of sit down event, it's a little bit inappropriate to be, you know, going with your friends. One, two, three. We love you, Dion. Oh. Like, you know, a group of friends. And it was, they were doing that, like gr- groups of kind of um, cat ladies were, were doing that. Cat ladies, you know? yeah. They, they were going to see Dion Warwick and, you know, one, two, three. We love you, Dion. Oh. And um, they kept doing it sort of while Dion Warwick would be speaking and it was interrupting her and eventually an old woman right next to us like yelled out, pull your head <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and she owned the caravan park so up Dion, the road. Poor Dion Warwick must have been, uh, you know, desperately fucking craving the joint that she was going to have in the wings the moment that the show was That's over. That's terrible. Because she liked a bit of a jozza. Remember that, Dion? She loved a bit, of a, a bit of a jozza. A bit like the whole family, really. Yeah. A little too much, some of them. Now, there was a thing in the 80s where people would yell out during a TV transmission so they could hear their own voice back when they watch the show live. Oh. You know those bogans that will go, Wah! you know, they'd scream all this stuff out. It was a big thing to be able to hear your own voice. It was quite dysfunctional but people go, people went there. Yes. Yes, they did. You know what I mean? They were like, ah, they'll just scream out anything. A bit like a fucking extra. Oh, it was like, and I, and I guess, 
I guess before reality, reality TV, which really was a phenomenon that didn't really kick off until the new millennium, it was quite a big deal if you were just a regular person and you got on TV. So That's that would right. have been that kind of thing would have been really exciting to kind of just get a glimpse of yourself on TV and therefore be in everybody's lounge rooms and stuff. That would have, you know, oh, my God. But now, like, any old fuckwit can get on TV, can't they? Well, yeah, or on Facebook, which gets you on TV. Not going to say anything that's happened this year, though, right? I'm going to start a GoFundMe because I feel like... I had enough of social uh, media at the moment. It's unbelievable. It's very, very dysfunctional. So I've got another one, honey. I'm going to look at the Divinals. Now, the Divinals did a fantastic cover version of an Easy Beat song called I'll Make You Happy. Right. And it was, I'll make you happy just like your mama did or whatever it is. Give that a bit of a whirl. People can have a listen to that and see what you think. But it's a kick-ass rock tune. Yes, yes, it wasn't too bad. It's a, I can make you happy. That title is a bit weird, isn't it? It's sort of something that like a, a an an old prostitute would say to you as you were sort of minding your own business and walking down the street. Well, I think that's what I can I love I can make yeah, you happy. Yeah, well, that was what it was sort of about because she wanted to be all over this guy like you know, his mum and his dad and his sister and his brother would always give him the attention. She wanted to be under his skin, mate, I reckon. And that's what uh, oh, the Easy Beats talked about as well because it was their song originally. Desperate. Yeah. Um, Desperate. Do you know the Divinals actually released a couple of versions, a couple of uh, – they've released Love is a Drug in 1983 – from movie The Super Mario Brothers by Roxy Music, Love is a Drug. I didn't know that. Oh, did they really? Yeah. They did a cover for Super Mario? Yeah. Which I don't, I can't What's believe. What's the one that they did for Reckless Kelly? They did Wild, um, Thing. Wild yeah. Thing. I think they did Wild Thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they would have got paid through the nose to do those songs for those soundtracks, I imagine. No, well, they're not their songs, though. Especially Reckless Kelly because um, it was the big follow-up to um, bloody Yahoo. Um, what was it? Yahoo's Young Einstein. Young Einstein, yeah. With Yahoo Serious in it, was it? Yeah. I don't know how much you yeah, – I don't yeah. know. So same, same I guy. I don't know how much you get for covers, though. I think they'd have to spend a lot of money licensing. Well, I mean, if they were commissioned to do it. Um, you never know, you know what I mean? Like the, one thing to one thing to earn the royalties, it's another thing if you have been asked by the film production company to to record that song, you know, purposely for that film, you know, as, as a means of promoting it. And and I've got a feeling that's what happened with with Wild Thing with um with Divinals because they had just come off the back of their success with I Touch Myself and they were you know they had a a decent American profile uh, around this period this is this is back around the time when it was just Mark and uh, Chrissy right well see in those days though babe it cost a lot of money to put out a cover it could have been twenty to thirty grand. Nowadays you just join Am- Amcos and Ampra or APRA 
AMCOS and you get permission. You know, you, it might cost you 500 bucks. So it's a little bit different. I don't, I'm not sure what – I'm not sure, but I know they were pretty broke there for a while um, and they went to America to make money. I mean, she did the bloody Judy Garland thing because she had no money, the poor thing. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Judy Garland stage show. She did. No, I saw her. I mean, I, I didn't know she – yeah, I saw her playing Judy Garland. It was the – um she she was in Boy From Oz. Yeah, that's right. No money. That's why she did it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, so, right, okay. I don't know if I, I – I mean, when you read her book, because she's got an, an amazing book out, she's pretty broke until they get to touch myself and they actually didn't write that either, I don't think. No, that's right, Yeah. Yeah. But what I did find out is um, Holy Knight, who was a songwriter in the 80s, so she wrote Love is a Battlefield, she wrote The Best, she wrote The Warrior from Scandal, uh, um, Obsession by Animotion. She actually co-wrote that with Chrissy, Pleasure and Pain, from the What a Life album. So I they started writing with American and what's her writers. Name? Holy Knight. Holy Knight, yeah. Huge songwriter. Holly or Holly? Holly. H-O-L-L-Y. It sounds like a Christmas song. Yeah. Holy Night. Yeah. Well, I thought thought Holly Robinson for a minute and I thought, no, Holly Robinson wasn't a writer. Holly Robinson, yes. But uh, Holy Night. No, she wouldn't have written it. I know. I love Holly, Holly Robinson. So that was interesting. Do you have yeah, do you I, have a little cover? Another fucking under the cover? Yeah, I got a little cover. Yeah. <laughs> this one won't be a huge heartbreaker because I mean some of these when you learn that they they are covers, it it sort of if if you don't have any previous knowledge that it's a cover, it's a little bit heartbreaking because you you kind of imagine that artist sort of off writing it and everything and and they haven't even fucking done it. That's right. But this one I think I think well, you know, for our younger listeners or some of our younger listeners, you may not have even heard this song at all. Uh, but this one I think is well known as a cover. It was released in 1988 and it was Cheap Trick with Don't Be Cruel. Well, you know. Now, yeah, unless you were living under a rock, you've got to know that this was originally Elvis Presley. Baby, it's just you and I. Don't stop thinking of me. Don't make me feel this way. Come on, Elvis released this, I think, in 1958. Wow. So, you know, to me, this is a good formula for doing a cover. That's bloody, you know, that's, that's uh, how many years is that? That's uh, 30 years before. Exactly. That's a decent margin. That's enough, you know. Yeah. Now the f- it's a bit better than fucking three, lead- three, three years later and you think you can do a better job. Oh, no, I think I might release that oh, song. Oh, like, you know? like someone we fucking know. Like someone we fucking know. Oh mate, yeah. mate. Yeah. We won't we yeah, won't bring don't that bring up. Don't bring it up. No. There was a stage no, in the eighties no. where th- where things went a bit fifty-ish though. Like it was very Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. And I've I've always got that theory that eighties was a little bit fifties retro. Yeah, of course it was. You know, in the fashions a little bit and just they loved they loved that whole American 50s kind of James Dean Marilyn Monroe thing, you know. People were people were sort of investigating that, and that that sort of old Hollywood thing that I mentioned before. They were they were sort of investigating that. Yeah, they were like Shaken Stevens. We had him. 
We had the stray yes. cats. I went through a bit of a stray cats phase. I loved the did stray you? cats. Oh yeah, I did. I used to chase guys that went that looked like Brian Setzer. Right. And I did have a boyfriend that looked exactly like Brian Setzer there for a little while. Did you have a cat costume on when you were doing it? No, but I used to wear the rock and roll jackets. Do you remember when they were all the thing in the 80s? The rock yes, and roll. Yes, I do. Like the Happy Days jackets? Yes. I used to have one of those. And, and my dad would drive me to school and bip the horn and wave to everyone with the same jacket on because he thought we were in the same gang. Right. Now, stray cats are known for being a bit filthy and especially licking their own assholes. Were you licking your own asshole, Sammy? I was very, very... Uh, I was trying, is her I answer. I tried, put it that way. There. I was... Uh, what do you call it when you can stretch your leg and do gymnastics? Uh, porn. What's that shit? Yeah, I don't know. Flexible. <laughs> Pilates. Yeah, oh, flexible. Is that flex- what you were looking Pilates? for? <laughs> oh, my God. I was very... F- I was trying to be as flexible. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. The 50s thing did come back. Yeah. Very good fucking point. All right. What do you got for me, mate? What do you got for – oh, before we move on, do you like Cheap Trick? Oh, I'm not a huge Cheap Trick fan. I appreciate them. Yeah. But I don't go out and buy the records. You would like the flame, yeah? No, not really. Really? It's too mushy for me. Maddie loves it. Maddie loves it. I love it. It's just too whingy. Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is. I think men appreciate it yeah. more than women. Maybe I don't know. They, it's they, just a bit. Uh, uh, it's a bit fucking. It's definitely their biggest hit, and I think. Um, oh, you know, I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I mean, um, they teeter on the edge of being one-hit wonders. I mean, you can't real. Even though they did this cover of "Don't Be Cruel." Oh, I think this was their next biggest hit after after the flame, and I mean they had no. Uh, beat, there was um, beat police. If they you had. want my love, oh, you got yeah. it. Oh yeah, I forgot about if that one. If you need my love, you got it. That was fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being at the end of countdown. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty big, but uh, cheap trick. I think they've had. Yeah, no, I I think they've had some amazing songs, but I'm just not a Cheap Tricks fan. Yeah, I like their look though. I thought yeah. it was interesting. They um they did a song for the Top Gun soundtrack. Not many people know that, but they um recorded a song called Mighty Wings, which was uh in the uh, closing credits for Top Gun. Oh, they would yeah. have made some money in that. They did well. I mean, they they didn't have an easy ride. These guys, uh, they uh, they were sued by their manager. I remember in the eighties for right. million. I think like I think like ten or twelve million bucks or something like that. Like that, you know. And and this was the this was the early eighties. That would have been a lot of fucking money, you know. Um, and it's hard to recover from that. But I mean, you know, they did ha- hold on. They they formed in the seventies, so. They, they sort of pushed through and and um, they released Bloody The Flame. I think that w- that could have been 1988. Something I have late. no idea. Yeah, something late like yeah, that. Yeah, it might have been late-ish. Mm. Yeah. They kind of reminded me too much of the cars. They just, they were just, except they weren't synthy. Yeah. They just reminded me of, I kind of thought they were a little bit similar and I love the cars. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I don't know if I like you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. But the Flame, Flame's a huge track. Yeah, big track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I kind of, it's uh, it's it's like, what it, you know, the Flame is one of those songs that you learn when you're first play, playing guitar. Right. You know? Nah, I haven't played guitar. Oh, I have played guitar at school. But my first song was uh, The Court of G. <laughs> I don't know what uh, my first song was. Right. You know what I mean? All right. So what have, have a, you got yeah, for me? So, Your turn. Well, I've done my three. I've done my have three. Um, yeah, I've done. 
Annabella, Love Don't Live Her Anymore in the Divinals. I did three. Fantastic. Uh, so I'm just going to think off the top of my head um, another cover. Well, I mean, I Bow Wow Wow, I Want Candy was a cover, but I've yeah, already mentioned Yeah, we've talked that. about that one before. Um, I'm t- oh, I, they're not really an... Um, they're not really an, known as an 80s band, these guys. Um, this is one that I can think of. It's a, it's actually a rockin' cover. Um, and once again, if you don't know this is a cover, I'd probably question your knowledge of music. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was released in 1989. Um, it was off their first album, I believe, Mother's Milk. And it was when they were doing a lot of work with... What was his bloody name? The the first producer. Anyway, the song is Higher Ground. It was originally a Stevie Wonder yeah. song. Of it, babe. Yeah. Absolutely great version of it. So, Stevie, it, for the, it's from the 70s, from the early 70s, Stevie released that. He would have been young as anything. Stevie would have been young as anything. Stevie's sort of ageless, isn't he? Because he was one of those um, child stars like Michael Jackson, you know? It just seems like he's been around forever. That's exactly what he was. Absolutely, he used to play harmonica when he was a little boy. Yeah. Um, but he, I think this is the album where, which I always loved as a kid, where he's got the fucking sarong on and he's sitting on a rock with a fucking headband on. Uh, and I, th- I think he's got sort of long hair, but it's Stevie Wonder, I th- or it's on the Fish album or something. But uh, Higher Ground was a fucking great song, and it's not an easy play either. That song. Yeah. Yeah. Flea was amazing on bass with that. Yes, that's right. Now, now, uh, when Chili Peppers did it, I believe they they were encouraged to do this by their by the person that produced this track, who I believe was is it George Clinton? You know the the funk, you know the funk dude with the really colourful yeah, fucking Parliament, yeah? Parliament, huh? yeah. Uh, he Parl- yeah, it was in Parliament. Exactly, yes. He encouraged them to do this song and um, bloody Anthony Kiedis wasn't really a singer before this. This was, the I, I believe, the first Chili Peppers song that he sang on because he, he would sort of rap and yell. He didn't know what he was. He was just like a front man and it was kind of like... Um, kind of like uh, Keith from The Prodigy where, you know, it's not yep. like he was a singer. It's not particularly like he was a rapper. He was just like a front man. He was just like a crazy front man. And that's sort of what Anthony Kiedis was. And so this is actually this is actually um, the first song, the first Chili Peppers single that he sang on um, and he was encouraged to do so by the producer. And... Um, uh, you know he's he's got a. I mean they <laughs> they certainly had an amazing career. He's he's um got a decent voice for that act. You know, like I wouldn't say he's like a a, a fucking great vocalist of the ages or anything, but um 
I mean, that's all all he does these days. They're, they're sort of they've changed Chili Peppers from what they were. They they were so so full of energy, so so full of energy. They were just like nuts, crazy, and now they sort of do surf music, you know, which is a, a huge departure. Yeah, we did um, Suck My Kiss and all those tracks in the 90s. They were full-on tracks Yeah, um, with a cover band called Colours in Melbourne. It was Tony Coper and I. Tony Coper had a band and we used to do Suck My Kiss and all that shit. But it was the year 89 where the white guys started to rap. We had Epic by Faith No More. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that started to come in a bit more. Yeah. So I remember seeing a lot of honky white guys in a, in, a, in Melbourne trying to rap and it, it didn't really do – unless you were those guys, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a little bit dated. Yeah, Or absolutely. you had something in you of culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that we, And then, we, you know, you had your Def Rhyme and you had all your Aussie bands that were starting to rap as well. Yep. Just in the late 80s that was really starting to come uh, full circle – um, there was Def Rhyme, there was fucking stupid fucking they did I think they did Mama Said Knock You Out in the nineties as well. Mama yeah. said knock you out. Yes. Well, someone did. Um but yeah, no, that was interesting. That was an interesting time in music because no longer could you have to be this funky guy that went out and did a rap. You could be a daggy guy in cut off jeans and fucking colourful runners, you know? I'm not a huge fan of this genre, whatever you would call I, I I don't know if they call it ska or new funk or what. Um it's sort of white funk, you know. It's it's sort of it's it's weird. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it, you know. Um the the no. the fans of that genre are are very dedicated to it. Like like you look at sort of fans of all those me- bands you just mentioned, especially bloody what are their names that did Epic? Um, Mike Patton, those Faith guys. Faith No More. Faith No More. Faith, Faith No, no More, More fans. Yeah. Are, oh, my God. You know, that they love that band to death, you know. Would you remember that dumb cunt Informer? Informer. I'm very famous in my group of friends for sort of fucking the lyrics up of that song. Because, I mean. It, was that 89? Mm, no, that would have been 90s. That would have been like 91. I'm very famous for yeah. fucking that song up. Right. Because, it, that, you know, all of these songs were released in the period that you weren't able to go and Google the lyrics. And so you would listen to them on the radio and try to fucking, oh, quickly write them down. Like, oh, what's he saying? Yeah, oh, fuck. You know, because um, they they would appear on the radio. They weren't necessarily released yet on an album. So what they would just be sort of floating around in radio territory. And unless you were quick enough to sort of tape them, record them on your stereo from the radio, um, you just, you were really just like dealing with your own, um, intuition, like what they were fucking saying, and something like Informer, yeah, you had that's no right. idea what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, horrible so fucking fu- song. Fuck horrible fucking song. Yeah. So yeah, but that was that late eighties, early nineties fucking white rap shit. Yeah, was crap, wasn't it? Yeah. And I yes. think I started getting into a lot of uh, like I was into Paula Abdul. I was watching Jody Watley. I was into stuff that was funky. Yep. And uh, I couldn't stand that other stuff. It was just shit ass. And I actually MC Hammer was big then too. Um, and MC Hammer, I actually worked with when he came to Australia. Believe yep. it or not. Um, as as the token white chick, so I was the one that danced around at his press conference ah. with uh, five Islanders. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't find any footage of that. It was pretty funny though. We did pray. It's probably been which burnt. was nineties, I think. Exactly, but God, it would be funny because I was only about eighteen, nineteen, or something. Oh fuck! What to see that then? Bloody em- meeting MC Hammer, and then I got on stage with him and performed, mate. I remember um, they asked Carrie Fisher after, uh, you know, before she died, so not after she died, fucking in a seance. They asked her, they asked her in, a, in, in an in interview seance, yeah. before she died when she was doing the um, she was doing the sort of promo circuit for the last trilogy of Star Wars, and and they 
they they went to throw to a clip of her as as Princess Leia in the in the sort of bronze bikini that she wore when she was captured by Jabba. And uh, yep. they sort of apologised for it. So, oh, my God, you know, I'm sorry. Like, you know, people hate seeing old footage from of themselves. And she was like, are you fucking kidding? I love fo- – like, I, she said I was like fucking in, in, in my fucking early years, in my 20s, and I was smoking hot. Why the fuck would I, wouldn't yeah. I want to see that, you know? Of course. Show it. Exactly. Show it. Turn off the fucking cameras now and just show that. And she wasn't daggy at all. Some of those stars have been daggy and they get a bit funny about it, but she was hot. I think it's when they don't admit that they're kind of vintage acts. You know know what I mean? Yeah. That's a a real real, problem of, of, I guess, artists when they – you've got to realise when you're – when you're not you as relevant, as yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I I hate sort of saying sort of used by date or best by date because uh, I, you know essentially you can you can be an artist for the rest of your life and release, especially if you've uh, built a decent uh, fan base. Uh, but mm. I think I think if you don't admit to yourself when you get to a certain period or a certain age that you are you are only at that point releasing just to your fan base you're not you're not kind of reaching the wider mainstream yes. anymore there's a bit of a problem and it's sort of oh, i guess the territory that i guess madonna is in at the moment you know um yeah i want a releasing fucking you know disco beats i want a releasing fucking camp um, dance music that, you know, that's that's what people want Madonna to be doing. They don't want her to mm. be doing fucking collabs with the hottest stars from today unless they're yeah. doing yeah, yeah, yeah. unless they're doing something within the vibe that I'm just talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean like when we watched the VMAs the other night, everything's gone back to the 80s again yeah. with the colours. And the attitude, like Miley Cyrus was just fucking incredible. Lady Gaga was incredible. Yeah. But that was based on a lot of stuff that we've heard and seen in the 80s. You know, it was like a huge – I didn't mind that show. I thought that was really – and, of course, your mate, Midnight, um, is all based on the 80s. It's all going back to that. So why the fuck would you want to go with a grass stick up your ass and do a new song? (laughs) Yeah. From fucking, you know what I mean? When it's, you could, a (laughs) a grass stick up your ass and fucking do a new song with a fucking whatever. Like, just do what you did, man. It's in again, man. It's in, Look, it's just, it's not, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, You look at. You look at Lady Gaga, you look at The Weeknd, but even all those sort of, I mean, those guys, Weeknd's sort of been topping the charts for about four or five years now. Lady Gaga, decent 10 Mm. years now. So, so, um, um, but, but I mean, the, the current artists like Doja Cat, uh, um, you, all of those artists that you saw play on the VM, VMAs the other night, they're kind of uh, – Maluma is another one. They're playing in and around that 80s territory in the – not so much the sound, although if you look at The weekend, definitely the sound as well, but in the way that, that they present like their uh-huh. music – it's yeah, exactly. It's all '80s colours and '80s film grade and all that kind of thing. You know, very really huge at the moment in a mm. way that I I haven't really seen since the '80s. There have been a few revivals, uh, let's admit, ever since. If you look at music like uh, the Killers. Um, a lot of like Franz Ferdinand, a lot of those guys in in the noughties, they were playing with that that kind of eighty synth sound, but very much so with the with the fluorescent pinks and all that neon, the use of neon colours and everything at the moment, very very eighties. Now I can think of one more, Sammy, and you yeah, did. What? You you did start singing it the other night. It's not one of my favourite songs by not one of my favourite bands, I've got to admit. 
Of a fucking Muppet, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He should have been on the Muppets. Yeah, he had Muppet hair. Big red-headed he? thing. He did have Muppet hair. Was it Mick Hucknell? Is that his name? Yeah, Mickey Hucknell. Sounds like rhyming slang Mick or something, Hucknell. doesn't it? Like, I'm going to go in and have a bit of a Mick Hucknell. Look, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. He's got an incredible voice. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's got an incredible voice, but I reckon he would have been a moody prick. Apparently he's he was very moody. Apparently he's very moody. Is yeah. It, which um I think if you're a ranger, you should be hedging your bets if you've got a bad temper. I reckon because uh, yeah, you should be as nice right. as pie to everyone. Just a bit of advice there, uh, um, rangers. But we um, hadn't seen we had this song was originally recorded. It was released by Simply Red in March '85. But it was originally mm-hmm. originally uh, recorded by the Valentine brothers, John Valentine and Billy Valentine, and once again released in fucking 1982. So my least my least favourite formula. Yeah, yeah, right. That happened a lot, though. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, what other singles did um, Simply Red have? They had Holding Back the Years. Um, yeah, which uh, I think that know, was their first single. Lovely, lovely song, but I'm not into it. Um, they no? had "If You Don't Know Me by Now." Once again, lovely song, but I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? They had "Stars," you know. Um, "Stars" was yeah. They had um. Oh fuck! They had a big one in the nineties. They've got a. F- they actually had a bit of a lull in the eighties, and then came back in the nineties with "Doom." I love you. What was that fucking song? It was on the Stars album. Mm. Uh, it was not bad. It was not bad. Remember but, they had a whole Fairground. They had Bogans. that song Fairground. And I love. Yeah. The- oh god, yeah. yeah I hated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not into Simply Red. Yeah. I'm not into Simply Red, and I'd be. I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that said, like, oh, I'm a Simply Red fan. Although I actually do know <laughs> my sister-in-law, no, Michelle. I know a few people. My sister-in-law, yeah, Michelle, is a huge a Simply Red fan. She loves them. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm not. I'm proudly not. No, I know a few people that love them, you know, because they travel out here. They come out here a lot. Yeah. Um. But no, something got me started. Something got me started was their big nineties fucking hit right. that brought them back into the limelight again. Kind of, you That's know. That's a shame. They did try that. Yeah, they did try and fuck with their sound a bit with that fucking. I love the way you love me when I'm naked or whatever the fuck it is. And I love the way you know. They did try and get up there again, but another act that's a bit nostalgic and should really. Look at the used by date like a carton of milk. Yep. And realise you just got to do your hits, mate. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But they're good ones. Yeah. There we go. Now, can you think of any others? There there are a few. There, Look, there are a lot in this period, but I don't know. I always assume that people know as much as I do about music and especially about the 80s. So, you know, my, what might be bleedingly obvious to me uh, may not be may not be sort of first-hand knowledge to, to most people, you know. And I, I think we talked about Quiet Riot before with Come On, Feel the Noise. I think we've talked about that one. That's sort of bleedingly yeah, obvious. Yeah, we talked that in the last show. Yeah, Sade yeah. yeah. did release Sade. Um, a lot of the ones I know weren't singles; they were cut on the albums. Okay. So Sade did um, "Can uh, If uh, Can We Live Together?" Yep. Which was an old funky tra- track. Yep. Can we live together? I think it was "Can We Live Together." Yep. Uh, but it was, f- or. Was it Can We Live Together? It was really, really cool because Sade was just super hip, man. Like she was beautiful. 
Yeah, can't. Uh, why can't we live together? Sorry. Yeah. Why can't we live together? Which was an old track, and it was a fucking great song, and it's about two people that just can't live together. They're going out, but they just they're not compatible. You yeah. know, it's yeah. quite a sad song. So I had never heard that song because I was a huge Sade fan. Yep. Um, and and it was written by Timmy Thomas. Uh. In 1977, which was an old, old funk tune. So Songwriters, August 1972, it was released by Timmy Thomas and the B-side was Funky Me and it was Soul, right? That's when I liked hearing the artists do that kind of stuff, you know? Yes. Uh, Sade and Sade really had the licence to do that because her bands were always incredible. She had incredible musicians, incredible backing vocals and I loved hearing that stuff. So there was a time where people started putting cover versions on their records but we didn't know they were covers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I thought of another one. I thought of another um – this was this was an enormous hit and I loved this song. And around this period in 87 when this cover was released, I was um, I was into my hair metal, you know. I was into sort of Motley Crue and Aerosmith and all that kind of shit. Um, but I did this, – this song was our little uh, guilty pleasure, I guess. Um, and we didn't know better because we were young. But this was a this was a sort of huge hit in '87. I believe it might have even gone to number one and around Christmas time too, because I remember it being coming oh, out. Oh, here we in go. The the You're summer of '87. You're not going to mention Bros. Can you? Hey. You're not going to mention Bros. Bros. It's not Bros. Is it? Not Bros. Uh, not no, Bros. No. Okay. In yep. In similar territory somehow. It was released by Pet Shop Boys and it was another Elvis cover, Always On My Mind. This cover with the big sort of vampy, yeah. the big vampy keys at the beginning. Now that, yes, that wasn't in the yeah. original. The the keys that wasn't in the original. This um, nah. this was uh, released by Elvis, and it was actually they released this track on the 10, 10th anniversary of Elvis's death. Uh, Elvis died in uh, 77. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or they meant to do that or what. Uh, but awesome bloody song. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. So D- Elvis died in 1977, did he? Pretty sure. And he died on Madonna's birthday. Did he? I know that much. 
Yeah, 16th of August. Not on the day she was born, obviously, but on her birthday. I, I get what you're saying. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah on yeah. her birthday. But she always said she felt like Elvis was her spirit or she'd taken that on. Like Madonna was always quoting that, that, you know, she felt like Elvis's death was when she took that on. Yeah. You know. And strangely they had a similar phenomenon where um, – Everybody before they saw them, they thought that they were black. So when they uh, when they heard them on the yes, radio, they yes. they thought that they were black. Everyone thought that Elvis was black. Everyone thought Madonna was black. I did. I thought she was black. Did you? I was expecting. Oh God, yeah. I wonder I if she is a I... gay black man in a woman's body. I wonder if she is that. Erotic, erratic, gay man trapped in a woman's body. <laughs> she yeah. was the first person I remember that I guess played with that idea of I guess I guess these days you would call it um, you know gender fluidity or, or or gender dysmorphia or whatever you want to call it where where yeah. um. Uh, they felt as if they had somebody else inside of them. You know what I mean. And I remember that famous Madonna quote where she said, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gay man in a woman's body." And it was such a good way of uh, explaining herself. It was it, that is such a good. That's exact. I, I I understood that completely. I understood that completely. Yeah. 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 Well, that's right. I mean, it's only nowadays where we're just starting to learn about that shit and just admitting it to to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where she was just flat out doing whatever she wanted to do and and say whatever she wanted to say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But All anyway, right. let's start wrapping this baby up. We'll wrap it up because I've got a Bible reading after this. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, we just want to go through a couple of things. So if you want to know episode 26, have a look at Under the Covers. Go back to that one. To That's sort of like the part one of this one. We thought we'd do another one. Yep. Our Kim Wilde and Pat Benatar vote. It was a fucking draw, babe. Can you believe it? Out of all those votes and it's exactly 50-50. And I promise we did not stake yeah. the vote or coerce people. No. That's just how it turned out. No. Nah. Yep. 50-50. Now, Kimmy was in the lead for a little while. Yep. And Pat Benatar came back to 50 fucking 50. So we'll be doing shows for both of these beautiful women. Let, how about we do one show talking about both of them? That will be interesting. No. No, we're doing one to separate. Kim Wilder's got so much shit. I okay. love them both. All right. So we've – well, they've voted separate shows anyway. Right. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then we could do we could do half and half but it'll go for four hours, babe. Yeah, fair, yeah good call. You know what I mean? Because we both love them. Yeah, yeah. All right, no worries. All right, so today is our first COVID plug commercial. We've had a fantastic new uh, review on iTunes – and that was the deal. If you have a business and you want a COVID plug on this on this uh, show, you just got to give us a fantastic review, five stars on iTunes, and then uh, join our Instagram page. So this week, it's Eastern Suburbs School of Music. Oh, E S S M. So, do you want to learn a music instrument? Do you want to play the drums? Do you want to play the guitar and pick up chicks when you're older? <laughs> Join Eastern Suburbs School of Music. So they've given us five stars. Now, did you read that review, babe? I did. did. You... It was lovely. Go for it. What did they say? They said, kick-ass pod, fun show, some laughs, some facts, some hysterically wrong, but they don't pretend to know it all. And good road stories from the silliness of being a cover band. Thanks, Jay and Sammy. What legends down so there? That was What's the name of the business again, Sammy? Eastern Suburbs School of Music, E-double-S-M. What a bunch of legends. All right, good on you guys. You can find them on www.ewsm.net.au. Brilliant. Now, if you like the show, guys, please like, share, review. 
and subscribe. Very important. You can listen to us, of course, on multiple, multiple podcast uh, platforms. Please become a patron. Jump on board. It's the it's the best way. Patreon.com. We're on there. You can come on board with a subscription for as little as a dollar a month. And for $10 a month, you get extra episodes. We love our extra episodes because we get written off and we just say whatever the fuck we want to say. It's great. Absolutely. And you can find us on website www.the80smontage.com. So that has everything on it as well. Brilliant. Now, guys, I would like to send a little shout out to uh, the family of my dear friend, Hayley Merritt, who did pass away during the week. Um, I'll actually be going and presenting the service tomorrow, um, which, look, normally I would feel sort of a a bit sort of, uh, I guess, sad about. But I feel great that I'll, I'll be there to sort of represent uh, Haley and talk about her life and, um, you know, send her off in, in the fashion in which she lived. You know, she always had a smile on her face. She was beautiful to everybody. She didn't judge anybody, you know. And I think that's really important at the moment. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of people are turning on each other online. Guys, you know what? Just mind your own business to a certain extent. Worry about what you're doing. If somebody want, else wants to wear a mask, they can wear a mask. If somebody doesn't want that's to wear a right, mask, that's they true. don't have to wear one. You don't have to make everybody else out there think the way that you do. You just worry about yourself and worry about how you treat people and whether or not you uh, approach them with love or whether you approach them with fear. Trust me, it's much more important if you approach them with love. That's my little message. That's right. Good on you guys. I'm going to have to jump off. This is Jay Jovi. This is Sammy Hardon. It's the 80s montage. And if it's music, mateys or or cool cool shit from from the the 80s, 80s. we're going to talk about it. See you next week. Keep it real, guys. (laughs) 